It's getting dirty. It's getting grimy. It's now week seven of the NFL season. Getting through week six, we saw a lot of high matchups, a lot of upsets, and the picture of the NFL might be a little bit more unclear than we originally thought. As always, Eminem going deep. Week seven. I'm your host, Kyle McCumber, and my co-host, Cole Mueller. How you doing, Cole? That was good. That was uh, probably your best intro you've done so far. Oh, oh that's my best. Ooh, I'll put. I'll mark that down in the sheets. I'll mark that down in the sheets. Week I seven, know. best I intro. Never know which direction you go with us. So it's kind of just a. It's all off the dome. It's never planned. I always we always start recording like a little bit before, and we have like a little talk, and then I just boom, 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 rally it. Um. Packers were on by. How'd you feel about that? And also, they were playing on Monday night, so we didn't talk about how that whole thing played out. So I think we should start at the top, kind of recap that Monday night because that's your team. And how do you feel about the bye week and then heading into this game at Denver? I uh, or we'll save that for later. Yeah, I just think we have, as I said on the last episode, one of those teams that can beat and lose to anybody. We're a very inconsistent but talented team. Everyone in a fan base with chaos, people just want to start pointing fingers at everything and everyone. And right now there's just a lot of Packers fans that are questioning the early season success of Jordan Love with some of the offensive woes we've had. I think the Packers are – we're going to be an inconsistent but fun team to watch. That was a frustrating game. Max Crosby completely dominated and wrecked the entire football field for the we, whole 60 minutes. We said that going into uh, the game last uh, Monday when we recorded. And, and the thing is, that's not, you know, that's not something teams aren't aware of. Everyone knows Max Crosby is the guy you circle on that defense. Yep. And there are, there are several different things that have came up throughout that game, the opportunities that we had to win that football game. So it's, it's another frustrating loss for the Packers. It's not just one of those games where that's a winnable game. Like I said, that's something that you, it's not a must win game, but if you want to be in contention for the playoffs come December, that's the type of football game you have to win. Just like the Falcons in Atlanta, you have to win those road games against teams that are lesser talent teams than you have, but to your benefit, a lot of these NFC teams that we talked about last week with the wild card picture of the NFC did lose. Seahawks lost, Falcons lost. Um, who else was there? Buccaneers, Buccaneers lost. Saints lost. lost. Uh, yep. And uh, but the only problem is Commanders got to win. Um, who else? And the Vikings got to win. Yeah. Um. I was going to text you and be like, hey, helping you out, AFC beating NFC teams when, you know, the Browns beat the 49ers. But I don't think that I don't think that one's going to help you that we're not competing. We're not competing with the Niners, (laughs) but it was still something that was enjoyable to see. Well, I think that's a good segue. Let's get right into boom. First down, baby. Yeah. First first, first game we have. Broncos and Chiefs. Chiefs ten and a half point favorites. This was a uh, like Broncos at first. I remember I didn't watch the first quarter of the football game, 
I was watching Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows. Shout out. Nice, nice. And Daniel Radcliffe. Boom. Okay. Actor. Watson. Kind of overrated. Emma Watson's fantastic. Phenomenal. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs. I'm like, okay, so guessing like this game's going to be 14 3 when I turn it on in the second quarter. Just guessing the score before because I didn't have any updates or anything. 3 0 Chiefs. And then the Chiefs just went for it again and didn't get it. So two fourth down attempts. Both did not get it in the first half. The problem was the Broncos had zero offense. Yeah. A complete inability to move the ball at all. So it just seems like it's going to be one of those things where Broncos struggle and the Chiefs continue to, you know, find ways to win games, even when it's not pretty. When it's not pretty. Yeah. Uh, A little interesting tidbit here is uh, I think that we could chalk this probably up to these two teams know each other, AFC West, you know, rivals. But, you know, you think back at the Broncos opponents, the Bears, the Commanders, uh, who else? Who else we got there? Um who else did the Broncos play? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but uh, a bunch of their opponent, well, all of them put up more points than the Chiefs just did against the Broncos. And the Chiefs defense held Russell, Russell Wilson to 95 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and he was sacked four times. I mean, that's not good enough, obviously. Um. Is it is it something that like the Chiefs' offense is just not clicking? Because like you know you have all these young wide receivers, Sky Moore, uh, Justin Ross. Uh, you lose kind of like your dependable guys. Like Marquez Valdez Scantling isn't like a name that pops off the page. I mean, you got no problem with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. If you're if, if you're a fan of that team because yeah. of Pat Mahomes has found ways to win with guys that are lesser than the elite talent around. If like think about this, if you put Pat Mahomes on the Commanders, and I'm not saying Sam Howell is dog shit. Like I think Sam Howell's played himself into a starting role in the NFL so far. But Pat Mahomes, you look at Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Like fucking Logan, what's Logan Thomas? Like they have a good offensive core that's just like if they had that on the Chiefs, you'll take that over the Chiefs, I think, lineup for offensive weapons. And probably Pacheco is good. But I mean, still, but that's just something to think about. Like the and Chiefs then, elite with their play calling and their quarterback. He's still got old reliable too. Mr. Travis Kelsey, nine targets, 124 yards. Um, like, Travis Kelsey, always going to be there. Always open, 7-11, like Jamar Chase. Speaking of Jamar Chase, shall we move to the AFC North where we talk Ravens at Titans? The London game. Yeah, right? that was that was a good game. Even though it was like field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, I had Justin Tuck on my fantasy team, and I love to see fourth down stops, or third down stops, I should say, from the Tennessee Titans. Mike Rabel's just got to be, you know, grimacing because they got the momentum back in that end of the, you know, the third quarter. They were like, everyone thought the Titans were going to win that football game, in my opinion. Like they came back big. I don't know. You put, you were out in the field for this one. Yeah. But the, the, I don't know. The box score might not really show like through the highlights, but the Ravens were up dominant fashion. And then Titans just came back, showed their way through. 
and scored twice, interception off Lamar Jackson, got a touchdown, and then uh, Brian Tannehill gets hurt. Malik Willis comes in the game, and it was over from there. Is that a surprise to you that Malik Willis came in over uh, Will Levis? Levis. I, I think it was, or not really was. I think it was the right call. Yeah, a couple more or, years. The NFL has made an NFL start before. Yeah, like one one more year. But I think going into next week, if Ryan Tannehill can't make it, it's gonna be a tough call. You're looking at. You're, I think you you bring Will Levison, at least see what he has. If he mm-hmm. has a starting caliber, like just charisma to him. If he mm-hmm. can play football, you know, has some awareness, has the natural things that you're looking for in a, you know, starting quarterback in the league. Yeah, that's and a then, weird backup quarterback scenario where you drafted one guy, you know, two years ago in the third round. He made an NFL start, didn't look great. And then you drafted another guy this year in the second round. Yeah. Very particular. Very peculiar. You don't see that a lot, but you know the uh, Titans were trying to address the fact that Ryan Tannehill's getting up there in age, and they're going to need a guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I heard about this game. Uh, Titans defense keeping them in the game, and Ravens red zone offense just kind of sputtering. Um, that's not what I thought would be the Ravens offense with you know getting that Georgia uh, offensive coordinator uh, Todd Monken in there uh kind of spread the field for Lamar Jackson maybe throw him some more uh throw throw some more instead of running him so much but maybe the the Ravens should falter back to that and you know they get closer into the red zone utilize Lamar's legs a little bit more use them as a weapon and maybe don't use his legs so much in the middle of the field type deal uh so that they can put points on the board cuz uh, that's a this is, seems to be a consistent thing with the Ravens now Last week against the Steelers, this week against the Titans, just stalling once they get onto the other side of the field. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have a weapon like Justin Tucker, you know, who can kick 60-yard field goals, but seven points is a lot more than three. Well, four Mm -hmm. more, but. Speaking of seven points versus three, Commanders at, no, should we go to Commanders-Falcons? Commanders-Falcons. Washington. That, that was, was my just... upset of the week, baby. Washington over the Falcons and Desmond Ritter's home winning streak since he since it dated back to like his junior year of high school. And here's the thing about that is that was like a Sam Howell coming out game of he looked really good throughout the entire game. He looked like a like a a blue chip court, not a blue chip, but you know, not a Pro Bowl guy. I don't think he'll ever be that type of player. A guy that but, can handle himself in the NFL. Yeah, like you you showed me like Geno Smith and his inability to like, you know, make some plays down the stretch against the Bengals. Not all his fault, but like that. I think Sam Howell is, is definitely someone that can win football games in the NFL. And I think this is a great, uh, you know, I talked about it last week from um, when we recorded that. Sam Howell had a really down game against the Bears. Like, you, you're going to have those games, and that's why I picked them as my upset of the week, seeing that the Falcons were favored at home, thinking that I don't think Sam Howell will have another down game against a po- an opponent that's kind of on your level in, their, in like, caliber. Um, 
a lot of people gave uh, hats off to the Falcons defense. They kind of kept them in this game with Kalias Campbell, Bud Dupree, Grady Jarrett, and Ar- Arnold Ebikiti, uh each getting one sack. Um, so that that helps them. But is I mentioned this too last week while we when we previewed this game. Do you think Taylor Heineke could have won this game for the Falcons? Because I think so. I don't know. I you can throw. I don't think uh, Desmond Ritter was the massive reason why they lost that football game. I thought the Commanders' defense was was really putting the whole offensive line of the Falcons in a tough spot throughout the game. So it was going to ultimately like. I'm not going to say Taylor Heineke couldn't get them out of some spots and make some crazy off-platform throws mm-hmm. and just kind of do some, like, off-the-cuff stuff. But at the same time, that kind of stuff doesn't always work for Taylor Heineke, and that's why he got benched is because he'll have fluky games. I understand your point, but the, the thing that I'm saying is uh, he Desmond Ritter turned the ball over, like, in the um, commander's end of the field one time, and then the commander's got a punt return. But like, like two interceptions, that's not great. Take his job. Tell Neat. tell him he's done. Put in Taylor Heineke. I, I don't know. That's an Arthur Smith call. Uh Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson continues to make amazing catches. I saw that one one-handed one-handed catch that he had. Um but let's press on. Next one we got we got Seahawks at Bengals. This was a fun game. I don't get how, I mean, kind of shocking that the Bengals were able to win that football game. It looked like the Seahawks really were the better team throughout the throughout the game, down the stretch. And then Geno Smith on that sequence in the last series of the game with the final minute of the fourth quarter, the back-to-back downs where the defensive line just collapses. And yeah unable to make anything happen just kind of a depressing loss for the Seahawks especially when they think they can win that game mm-hmm. but, but the Bengals are back a little bit you, th- you like that if you're a Bengals fan slowly you know stacking wins yeah um that's another good game Joe Burrow uh, apparently like ran after one of his touchdown passes with, like full speed and he looked like really good doing that so Bengals fans were like pumped up about that um Besides the two drives that the Bengals had uh, to score touchdowns, they only had like 85 yards hmm. in the game. Besides, like take those two drives away, they had like 85 yards. So the Seahawks defense, pretty legit. Uh, Witherspoon and Woolen on the outside. Um, Jamar Chase kind of got held in check a little bit. Um, he talked some smack earlier in the week about Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon. Um yeah, a little weird. And then also you had a DK Metcalf like weird penalty in this game that really cost the uh the Seahawks where he just shoved a defender down after the play. And um I don't know what you take away out of this game as a Seahawks fan. As in uh as in like the state of your team. Like this is a this is an opponent that you probably are on the same caliber on. Bengals have Super Bowl hopes. Uh, the Seahawks are trying to catch the 49ers. Like this isn't a this is a I would say this is a down game 
especially because if you win this game and the 49ers still lo- still lose, you're tied in, in, in the standings. Yeah, I mean, Seahawks are a playoff team. Yeah, 100%. They're going to be... But this is the what I'm saying is like this is the game they needed to have in hand to be tied with the 49ers. If the 40 like eliminate the room, basically, I'm what is what I'm saying. Like that margin, that marginal difference, like put the pressure on the 49ers to continuously win because the 49ers schedule is cupcake. Yeah. That's that's optimistic to think they have a chance at winning that division. But again, you're right in their mindset. You got to win this game in order to they're, take yeah, the division. Yeah, agree. Speaking of the next game, we'll go into Jacksonville Colts at Jags. Ooh. Definitely thought this game would would go differently with Gardner Minshew, and that was just completely wrong. Gardner Minshew looked fucking awful. Yeah, throughout the entirety of the game, he was. Uh, I remember like Devin Lloyd dropped an interception that was a terrible throw by Gardner Minshew. You get these Wide games open. with Gardner. You get these then, games where he's like he so high and then so low. It, but he drops it. The, Devin Lloyd drops the ball, and you're like, oh, thank God the Colts are going to score a touchdown like on this drive. We're good. And then the very next throw, the next play, he throws the ball, another terrible and triple coverage interception, wasn't accurate, and just goes right to the safety. And it's just that guy had a terrible day. And I still like Gardner Minshew as a player, but that was just – not how I expected that game to go. The Jaguars have a really good offense and a really good defense. Trevor Lawrence injury is kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But that team looks like they – another one of those teams, like that team's a playoff team. 100% a playoff team. I I think they've reclaimed, you know, being that favorite in the AFC South. Even though the Texans put another win together, we'll get to that later, but – Jacksonville is rolling right now since their Texans loss. And we'll see. I mean, Texans are a lot. Texans lose. They just beat Indianapolis. Tennessee loses. For all that hype of, oh, is Jacksonville going to, you know, not be the favorite in the AFC South? Now that's far removed. It's been, it's kind of been. Like they've rose into the occasion, especially beating the Bills last week. You brought them back into that slot, being like, "Hey, you know this team's pretty legit." Yeah. Going in the next game, we have Panthers at Dolphins. It was kind of a funny, funny, weird first little part of the game. Yeah, fourteen zero. I had like, you know, checked twice in the score after yeah. I saw them score their second touchdown. And then I thought maybe it was going to be the Panthers, you know. First win of the year. And then absolutely not. So Yeah, Bryce Young looked very good on those two drives to get the two touchdowns. But then rest of the day, yikes. Um, I think this was a mo- was a game where, like, the Dolphins were like, yeah, we're down 14 points. Watch, <laughs> us, watch us put it into, like, kick it into gear. And then boom, touchdown, boom, touchdown, boom, touchdown, boom, touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill with his touchdown and then his celebration with a backflip. I didn't really think that video was that cool because uh, you kind of couldn't see anything when he backflipped, but still a pretty cool celebration. Kind of like reminds me of the old Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco days when they came up with like the elaborate touchdown celebrations, like 
kind of reminded me of that. So hopefully like it inspires some other ones. The NFL is a hundred percent going to find him for that. Okay. Yeah. I think the Tyreek bullshit is kind of just, you hate to see all of the, just the fine, the NFL fines and all that crap. Just everyone wants to hate the NFL for it, but it's like, just put on some fucking socks. Is that, am I the only guy? Oh, just like, you know, let it, let it ride. No, just wear some socks. Just put on. You talking about like his Tyreek gets fined, so he gets. It's not just but like mentioning NFL and fines with Tyreek. Put on some socks. Game over. I don't understand. No. I don't understand the sock comment. You talked about fines. Yeah, he got. Does he? Is he getting fined for his socks? If he doesn't wear socks. And he's oh. getting fined over fifteen, or he got fined at a hundred thousand dollars, like because he didn't wear psych socks. He didn't wear didn't wear socks. Like he went like what? no sh- no show socks. What? Yes, so I did not know that. There's a ton of every time someone gets like uh somebody got a fine. Uh, what was it George Kittle said fuck the Cowboys? Yeah, fuck Dallas. Yeah, he that he got a he got a twelve thousand dollar fine or something yeah. under fifteen grand. And then everyone lost their mind because Tyreek Hill gets a hundred thousand dollars for just not wearing socks. Yeah, and so people were like, "How the fuck does the NFL, you know, analyze their fines?" But that's a whole nother, whole nother topic. I was saying that he probably he'll probably get fined for the getting the cell phone from the guy and then doing the backflip thing. I didn't see that. It so was kind of it was cool, like from an aerial perspective, watching him do that. But they there was you can find it on the internet of like the actual video of him doing the backflip and you kind of can't see anything. So the video is a little lame. Okay. Next one we have Vikings at bears. This was a, like, I think the bears would have came back and made that a, a football game. If Justin Fields wasn't hurt. If Justin, yeah. Like I think the bears could have, should have won that football game. And it's just like the Vikings, I think, are also – they're not a bad team. I think the Bears had the momentum they needed mm-hmm. going in. And both teams kind of just played tough, especially in the first first half. Vikings pulled away, definitely. Uh, but that was a, a hard-fought NFC North battle for kind of who's going to stay relevant for one more week and who's not. Yeah, uh, you take away the uh, Vikings defensive touchdown that they got by, you know, um, strip sacking the backup quarterback Tyson Badgett. Yeah. Um, you take away that, Bears win this game, 13-12. Um, Kirk didn't really have a great game. I think Kirk looks pedestrian without Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin Jefferson is going to be out for a little while going on the IR. So, ugh, this is – I'd be a little fearful with, if I was a Vikings fan. Uh, I mean, I'm already fearful if I'm a Vikings fan with the way this season has started. But, you know, having your best player on the sideline and not playing in these games that are actually very important now with how you started the season now, like, it, I'd be nervous. Uh, Bears, that sucks that Justin Jer- Justin Fields got hurt. Um and you have to play a guy that went to Shepherd University. I understand that he was really good at Shepherd University, but the NFL is not D three football. Yeah. So 
that was one that's just now you know Bears are probably going to get Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams. Caleb but, Williams. So that on that point, Jim Harbaugh made a comment about his favorite quarterbacks in the college in college football this year. Um, a lot of people are connecting Jim Harbaugh to the Bears job, um, especially if Michigan. I know you hate Michigan wins the national championship. Um, and he made a comment about how he loves Caleb Williams and um, like loves his play style. Could we see a Jim Harbaugh coached Bears with Caleb Williams at quarterback and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the outside? Question: If I'm a Bears fan, that's a that's a whole nother, uh that's a whole nother down. Yeah, I know. Just like imaginary <laughs> things that we can concoct, but uh, uh-huh. like if I'm a Bears fan and I'm hearing those rumors, I'm like, get lose every game, lose fucking every game right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the and then I would cheer super hard against the Panthers, which later down the, the season, I'm pretty sure they play each other. They do, yes, um, because the NFC South plays the NFC North. This season, yeah. Okay, and then we go next one. We have 49ers at Browns. This was this was a shocking one, and I had more faith than you did. Maybe oh, you're yeah. just being humble, but you got to like having not fucking DTR in the game. You get like PJ Walker is a lot more suitable as a quarterback. Yeah, he's a he's a actual game manager he has nfl experience um was an xfl star and then came over to the nfl last uh, last couple years has started before you know knows what he's doing um hats off to pj walker and hats off to the browns defense they won us that game i have a bunch of comments about this game can i just go off yes okay one what are the 49ers doing starting a brawl at the beginning of a game in their opponent's stadium. I understand that you are like the talk of the NFL, like you're the best team coming into this game, but I would not do that in an opponent's stadium. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, Trent Williams got in there and um, hushed everything up and the Browns looked fearful. I was like, hang on one second. There are two guys on the Browns that I would love to see fight Trent Williams. One, Miles Garrett. Two, the Browns' new right tackle, Dewan Jones. Two, just Goliath Giants, Trent Williams and Dewan Jones. Uh, anyways, let's get into the game. Uh, game starts, whatever. It's a sloppy game, rainy game. I know people are going to ca- talk about McCaffrey going out, Debo Samuel going down as well. But the Browns' defense stood on their heads. They really contained Brock Purdy, put a lot of pressure on him. And forced him to make mistakes. He threw an interception. He almost fumbled. Um, and then, like, their kicker misses two kicks. But, you know, so be it. That happens. It's hard to kick in Cleveland. I've seen it for years. We've only had one very reliable kicker, and he retired, like, 10 years ago. Phil Dawson. We've gone through a kicker, like, every year since then. Um, the one thing that I need to mention about Kevin Stefanski because I said it on our last podcast that I don't really trust him. So you're going the the 49ers 
Kyle Shanahan has a ball with like three minutes or something left. He throws it three straight times, and each time he threw it or called the throwing play, Brock Purdy threw an incompletion. So no time like comes off the clock for the for the Browns to get the ball back when they're down sixteen to seventeen. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are questioning Kyle Shanahan for that, but if you watch the game, the Browns were stuffing the run. They were they were selling out to stop McCaffrey or whoever was in the backfield. Throw, throwing on those downs makes sense because I like McCaffrey's not in the game, so you you don't think he, that like you know his backup Mason is going to be able to bust you know a three four five yard carry. I understand why he he threw it on those downs. Brock Purdy wasn't having a great game either, but you know you got to pick your poison. They punt the ball to Browns. Browns march down the field. They have a huge run from Jerome Ford. I think it was 22 yards to get, you know, into the red zone. They run the ball on first down, get a couple yards. Run the ball on second down, get a couple yards. Third down. The Kevin Stefanski calls a play-action rollout to P.J. Walker. Well, with P.J. Walker, and he nearly throws an interception. There's about a minute 15 left on the clock, I believe. The reason why I hate that play call, and I question Kevin Stefanski sometimes, is because in that scenario, you have made the 49ers burn two timeouts. So they still have their third. If you run the ball, you automatically make them burn their last timeout. Meaning if you when you kick the field goal, they're not going to have any. And like it's going to be more rushed. It's going to be put more pressure on them. Having a timeout in your pocket is nice. PJ Walker nearly throws an interception. I understand that from the perspective of the 49ers are expecting a run. So doing a play action pass is like, you know, is kind of trying to catch them off guard. I would prefer that play call if it was Deshaun Watson in the game, not PJ Walker. Because PJ Walker, even though yes, we just I just said that like he is a, you know, he can game manage a game, but he tried to force a ball that he, he had no business throwing, and he was late on it. And also, I think if Deshaun Watson's in that game, he has the me- the uh, the game IQ of being like, all right, there's nothing here, let me run it myself and just keep the clock running. So I. I I understand the play call. I question it because you have a third-string quarterback in, in the game. If Deshaun Watson's in the game, I understand it a little bit more. Overall, Browns win. I'm ecstatic. I'm back on cloud nine. I'm like Miles Garrett. I'm like Dalvin Tomlinson. I'm like Jeremiah wusu Holy fuck, dude, balled out. Grant Delpit, balled out. Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson gets his first career interception. My boys, Browns defense is legit. The, uh, here's a stat for you, Cole. Browns defense, first five games of the season, have only yep, let up 1,002 yards. Three teams. Three teams. That's our and... first time in 50 years a team in the NFL has only let up 1,000 yards in the first five games. And the, the, the third time in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Which is even more impressive. Considering the day and age we are with offenses in like football, mm-hmm. so you look at that and you're like, "Wow!" So it's I, I'm like rooting for the Browns big. Obviously, wow. I know you're a fan, but it's just one of those things where 
they were never thought of as people knew they had a talented roster, but no one ever thought of them as like a, you know, a team that really had a chance at anything, but maybe a, you know, a seventh or a sixth seed, you know, like, I think that's like the ceiling of what everyone thought the Browns could be, would be an early exit in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they're, you know, a favorite to like go to the AFC championship by any means, but you've got to consider them to be a team that I think it would be fun to watch. Give it, a, give it, give the Browns a healthy offense and give them a couple weeks to get themselves going. Browns and Dolphins would be a great matchup. I don't know if they play this season, they don't. but watching watching the Dolphins offense versus that Browns defense would just be something that would be kind of a cat and mouse game. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Anyways, um, I have a few more comments. Amari Cooper is the fucking truth. He made some amazing plays on mm-hmm. in this game. One where he like high pointed a ball over two defenders. Holy shit, Amari Cooper is the truth. Um what else? I had something else. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's back. Uh he looks pretty good running the ball. I guess having that bye week, they kind of got him more acclimated to the offense because they did they have called some different plays the touchdown that he had i love that play call by kevin stefanski i don't know if you saw it the which one the one to the kareem Hunt play i didn't like it i didn't like it at all i thought it looked discombobulated i felt like there was so much congestion in the backfield and it didn't look blocked up well it looked amazing they motioned the tight end. They don't even have PJ Walker on the field. First off, they don't even have a quarterback on the field. They motioned the tight end into the quarterbacks, uh, like under center, and Kareem Hunt is like kind of split backfield off to the left, and the Browns are. I don't know if it was fourth and one or third and one, but it was a one yard and everybody thought like the entire San Francisco 49ers defense was committing to stopping that sneak, and instead of sneaking. The tight end pitched it to Kareem Hunt to the outside, and boom, daylight touchdown. Um, I liked that play call. Like that's those are the moments where I'm like Kevin Stefanski. Yes, this is what I want to see. But then he does something like what he does later, and I I understand like where his thought process is. But I've already explained that, and I'm ecstatic as a Browns fan. We play the Colts this week. Hopefully Deshaun Watson comes back and we can kind of put all the pieces together. Uh, that's that's what I'm that's really what I'm waiting for is putting the pieces together. Yeah. And 49ers, 49ers fans, your team's gonna be fine. Your team is gonna be just fine. Brock Purdy had a down game. That's a really good defense he just played. Don't expect this to be every week, and you're gonna be fucking fine. You're probably gonna win the NFC West and be in the NFC championship game. I wouldn't worry if I'm a 49ers fan. This is a game that would humble you. I don't think they're worried. Yeah. Um, next one we got Saints and Texans at Houston. Texans come out with the wins, kind of squeak one out. Good good play by CJ Stroud. Derek Carr and that offense made some plays. Olave is Olave is the beast. Um I think that both defenses kind of showed out and played well. Yeah, I mean, different parts of the game. 20 to 13, close game. I saw a Rashid Shahid catch that was out of this world. Um, Derek Carr had 357 yards passing, um, but no touchdowns, which is weird to me. 
because you know you have Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. Like those are just weird things to me to see that he has so many yards passing and no touchdowns. Uh, CJ Stroud had another good day. Finally throws his first interception of his career, which is shocking. Through six games, didn't throw, has has only thrown one. Um, I think the Texans, you're riding on cloud nine. You've won what? Three, four games now. I want to check, make sure I'm right. Three. Uh, and that three, so they're three and three. They should be three and three. And now they're heading into a bye week, week seven. Kind of can put some more pieces together, more things together. And I would expect them to not let off the gas and try to make a sh- make a run for a wild card like the AFC. Like, you know, you have, um, couple teams that like are looking like the brown Steelers, bangles like our entire division is hard jesus christ just put that in my head um but then you have the west with chiefs already already are out front it's probably going to be the chargers broncos raiders not great you look at the uh, raiders raiders we'll get into that um and then the, the east you have Bills, Dolphins, Jets. Jets. Are the Jets good? But another t- thing we'll talk about. Ah, Texans could sweet, squeak in there is all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. So speaking of the Raiders, Patriots at Raiders. Raiders are 3-3. Three and three. Patriots are now 1-5. And, and all I'm saying is I like the way the Raiders play football. And I'll say this because I watched – I watched the full game, and Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt again. Jimmy Garoppolo's nothing to be like, oh, we, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but, but Aiden O'Connell's not bad. Uh, okay, yeah. And the thing is, they're still struggling running the football with Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. But Josh Jacobs is Josh Jacobs, and once they get it going, like they will. Like they started to get it going against the Packers, which have a perennially awful rush defense. But I like the way – they can take over a football game on defense and I've seen it and they have, they have players across, across the field that I'm, I'm confident in the way they could, you know, beat a team that's maybe perceived to be much better than them. I would like the Raiders in a football game. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Aiden O'Connell didn't play. It was Brian Hoyer that came in. Yeah. And he played well. Yeah, he played he pretty some, well. He threw some rockets to fucking Devontae and Jacoby Myers had a nice revenge game of five receptions, sixty-one yards, and touchdown. Kind yeah. of shoved it in Bill Belichick's face for signing Juju Smith-Schuster to the same exact contract that he Michael, got signed to. Michael Mayer, yeah, played, played really well. Like they look like they have options. Uh, Patriots look bad and uh, get. I thought. I thought they had one of their best looking games that they've had. Yeah, year. it was better. Uh, you know, you kind of want to stab Devontae Parker for dropping that really nice pass Mac Jones had down the sideline that probably would result in like either a, a 40 to 50 yard game or a touchdown because he burnt the two defenders and he Zeke just completely Elliott. dropped it. Zeke Elliott looked really good. In this he did. Game. And it, he scored even, his first even the touchdown back, on Patriot. Even the called back, he had like a really nice play that was called back. He uh, he just all around looked like he was – I saw like four highlight plays, and he just looked like he had 
more juice than we all gave him credit for. But. Yeah, and Ramondre Stevenson looked really good too. Like that can like they're kind of coming into their own in the backfield there. I guess that's your positive takeaway as the Patriots as a Patriots fan. Uh I still don't trust Mac Jones. But yeah, Raiders look better than expected. I just don't think that the Raiders would get into the playoffs. Going into Lions at Buccaneers, Ugly like one game. of the more anticipated games of the week. I didn't watch much of this, but from what I saw, it was three to three in the first half. Yeah. And then Lions really just kind of took it. There was just Jared Goff seems to just be one of the better quarterbacks, especially in the NFC this season. Yeah. And he kind of took over this game, like David Montgomery going out and then Jameer Gibbs being banged up. He kind of took over this game, touchdown to Jameson Williams. That was the big thing, a, a long pass down the right side. Um, Time of possession, they won time of possession by 13 by, minutes. Yeah, they crushed and, them in time. Of and possession. they only ran the ball a third of their plays, which is kind of impressive that they just they pass the ball and dink and dunk it and keep possession on the clock. Yeah, the uh, Lions look like a legit threat in the NFC. Um, they're a good team, and that's a good defense they went against. So 20 points, you know, that's pretty good. And then you held the Bucks to six. Your defense is starting to come together. I do. What's your opinion on the creamsicle jerseys? I love them. I thought they looked nice too. I I, I like them. I think they're like fun. Yeah. Um. And if I'm a Bucks fan, I honestly, I would I wouldn't be too upset. Like you played a better team. You were in the game. Like a couple things go your way, maybe you win this one. Um. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin look like like look like themselves, and Baker Mayfield's getting them the ball. He's Baker Mayfield doesn't look bad. And like he's yeah. managing the game well for them. He's keeping them in games. You know, like I said, a couple things go their way and maybe they pull out a win here. But, you know, going down, they already had their bye week. So going down the stretch, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Going into LA, the Cardinals at Rams. This just didn't appear to be a game. It was it seemed like the Rams. Puka Nakua wasn't the, wasn't the answer this time, but Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, yep, heavy dose make, of those two. These guys make plays, and Kyron Williams is kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. He's making a name for himself. Well, he was he's pretty, probably like a top. He's probably like a top five running back right now in fantasy. He was pretty good at Notre Dame. I'll give him that. I remember seeing watching him at Notre Dame. He was pretty solid. Um, this game was what six to nine. At one point, and then the Rams just ran away with it. Um, literally, Kyron Williams running away with it, and then Cooper Cup just doing Cooper Cup things. The um, Rams defense put a lot of pressure on Josh Dobbs. He was evading pressure constantly. Um, I would say that's a that's a good game for the Rams defense in that perspective. Uh, kind of putting both sides of the ball together, like putting up good points on the board and holding your opponent to only nine. Um, I still am wondering when when we will see Kyler Murray. Do you think that he's going to come back this season? I mean, there's been like things swirling that like he might be ready to go. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just one. I, I just wonder if like, are they going to play him? Are they not? Because they've won a game. And it seems like the Panthers might have the 
worst record wrapped up in their hands because they don't look good. And the I'd Bears own their to, pick. I'd be curious if Kyler Murray wants to play, but that's different. That's a different point. Mm. Um, next game, Eagles at Jets. Yeah, this was a uh, like Eagles fans are furious. They're like hitting themselves because here's here's the thing: the Niners. I would say the Niners and Eagles both feel they should have won that football game, and obviously, yeah, obviously for both occasions, like the Moody. A forty-one-yard field goal is nothing, and and, and this day on the shores like, of Lake. I know, Lake. I know. It's like you're saying, like, but a forty-one-yarder, like, there's a seventy-nine, eighty-two percent chance you make that that kick. It was raining, and that was that was just like a crushing loss. And then you look at like Jalen hurts that throw, like when you just can't, you just can't. That's the one thing you can't do in that situation. What did he? It, what did he, he turn the ball over four times? Three interceptions and a fumble. I didn't. So I didn't get to watch all the game, but I saw that part. Yeah, yeah. I think he threw inter- three interceptions and had a fumble. Uh, but credit the Jets' defense. You know, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed out this game, and they had to pull practice squad guys up in order to um, uh, man their secondary, and then they held Jalen Hurts in check and. Hats off to the Jets' front seven because they were making Jalen Hurts run all over the place. I don't know if that's a credit to the – I would say it's more so a credit to the Jets' uh, front seven, but Lane Johnson did go down in this game, and that's a big injury for the Eagles. Yeah, hopefully it's not long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, Eagle, Eagles fans, you're going to be fine. Jets fans should be more excited, though. Their defense looked really legit against a good offense. And Zach Wilson didn't play bad. Yeah. Brees Hall, give him the football. Yeah, give Brees Hall the football. Somebody came up with the nickname Brees Lightning, and I was like, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. The uh, Giants at the Bills. Giants should have – that did you see the halftime? The one, sequence? the play before half, fourteen seconds left, and, and you they run the run ball. The ball. I so was, I was so mad at that. I remember that was like right before I was going to bed. That was literally my last play. I was like before I put my glasses off, where I can't see the TV anymore, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch this play. And the I'm worst, like, the worst part of that is that Tarod Taylor checked to the run. Yeah, and it was I not know, a call. Ball was. Furious, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and like that's stupid of Terod Taylor too, because he's a mobile quarterback. Even if you have a pass play and you don't think it's good against the defense you're facing, being a mobile quarterback and having the speed and like the ability to just like use your own feet, like you have to put that into consideration when you're on the one yard line with probably two opportunities. If you throw an inc- incompletion, if you throw an incompletion there, you definitely have another shot or can kick a field goal. But so here's the thing. They get points on that drive. Yeah. The last drive of the game, game, they don't have to go for a touchdown. They can kick a field goal and win the game. Different. So that would be a different game. And then the last drive, even if they should have got it like that, that was P.I. That's the last play. That last play. Yeah. He was draped. I'm sorry. I'm like mad that the Giants didn't win that football game. Yeah. I want it. So like, this is our final game of the, of like the entire NFL sleep for this 
week six. What I wanted to say to you is like, I watched a bunch of these games this week. Holy fuck is the officiating bad in the NFL right now. Like I, I'll even say in the 49ers Browns game, there was a lot of flags that I was like, really? And then they even, it went the Browns way for once where PJ Walker is like getting tackled and he like tries to throw it, but the ball kind of like comes out of his hand. They called it intentional grounding. Didn't he? And then reviewed it. And they were like, yep. Intentional grounding. I would say it was, it was a fumble, but they even, they gave one to Brock Purdy later. So Whatever, but there were two defensive holding plays in the Browns, uh, Browns, uh, 49ers game that I was like, that doesn't look right. And yeah, and then I watched this game, the PI at the end that sucked. Um, there was just some other calls around the NFL that I was like, dude, NFL has a big officiating problem, and the gambling world is kind of growing. Well, not kind of is growing and it's becoming more of a, like a, a normal thing. Dude, people are going to get pissed when they start fucking losing money to some stupid officiating call that yeah. everyone knows was supposed to, should go the other way. Yeah. But humans are imperfect. So you just got to live with it. We all know that. If you're a bills fan, what's your takeaway in this game? Your team is not your shit. Don't you know your shit don't stink, but it does. Yeah, I, so I don't it, think they're clicking. And it, you kind of saw it last year; they were not clicking on both sides of the ball either. Well, they have a lot of a lot of injuries on defense. They had it last year too. They should have plugged yeah. some holes. Well, so here's what I'll say: is who else are you taking in the AFC right now to win it all? The Chiefs. I'm I'm taking the Bills over the Chiefs. Right now. Really? Oh well, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are kind of like looking, looking a little. Who, who do you trust besides Travis Kelsey on that offense? That's true. And who do you trust on the the Bills' offense besides uh, Stephon Diggs? Because this was the Stephon Gabe Diggs, Davis, Josh, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. Yeah. I'm and Kincaid has shown promise, but like I'm not going to say he's a star. Yeah, but... and I really like James Cook too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Um, Josh Allen and in Mahomes. That's why. That's why, as a Browns fan this year, I'm so mad that like Nick Chubb is hurt and like we're not. We don't like Watson's out is because like the the two powerhouses of the AFC, the Bills and Chiefs, look vulnerable. Yeah, they look. They look mortal. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the Ravens. The Ravens look mortal. The uh, would you rank? Would you power rank the Jaguars? above the Chiefs and Bills right now because of how they've performed the last two weeks. Because they they have looked probably like the best team in the AFC. I wouldn't pick them to win, no. Yeah. But that makes sense. Okay, next game we have, we have, it's about to be played, Cowboys and Chargers. I got the Cowboys in this. Yes. This is my final game, pick six. Um, Quickly to go over pick six, you are – I went five and one on the week. Yeah. So you are right now. I I've done this already. You are twenty two and fourteen. So great improvement from seventeen and thirteen. Yep. I am twenty two and thirteen. So oh I my went, god, I'm three and two. I caught up to you. So if I win this, if I win, so if I lose, I'm tied with you. Mm-hmm. So if the Chargers win this game, um, or, or the they Cowboys lose by don't cover one. Yep. Yeah. 
Eight now if the Cowboys go minus two. Yeah. Or minus two and a half, I should say. Then yes. <laughs> so Cowboys win by three points or more. Yep. I will be 23 and 13. But regardless, I think it's probably one of the better matchups this week. So I'm excited to watch this one. I uh, am too. I am too. I, um, very excited to see Justin Herbert go against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah. And it's a get back on track game for Dallas. But going into second down, my most favorite down. Let's start with Jags at Saints. Saints three-point favorites in New Orleans. I just have a feeling the Saints win this football game. I like – I don't know. I think the Jags, I don't know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence's knee. You hope that it's not, like, serious. Is it going to be something where he's missing football games? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I I haven't seen an update on that yet. Yeah. I Even if he does play – He's not going to be able to be mobile like he is. Jags Jags fans don't travel. New Orleans is a hostile environment to play football. And they have weapons on offense, and they have a, a pretty good defense. So I'm I've, not... li- I've liked what I've seen out of the Jaguars' defense the last two weeks to not go against them if Trevor Lawrence is banged up and playing. But if Trevor Lawrence does not play, Saints. So I think we're – okay. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Saints regardless. But next game, we have Browns at Colts. Browns are two-point favorites on the road in Indy. I don't know. I don't know if Deshaun Watson will play. I'll start with that. I'll start with that. I I heard a rumor. I don't think it matters. I, I heard a rumor that he might come back this week, and I think this would be the game for him to come back. The Colts defense not, you know – a world beater. Um, he probably like our offensive line is kind of starting to put things together, better communication, um, kind of shut down the um, 49ers front seven from uh, sack and PJ Walker. So hopefully that's like a thing that we can like put our hat on. Um, yeah. I know that you say it doesn't matter. Browns fan here. Browns fan. I'll take PJ Walker and the Browns defense against the Colts with Gardner Minshew. This is this is the Browns' life, though. You have a huge victory against the 49ers, arguably the best team in the NFL. Now you're playing a what should be an inferior opponent in as in as the Colts. I it would not surprise me if the Browns throw up a dud. But What's riding on our side, though? What is riding on our side? This will be the first time that Cole Mueller and myself will most likely be at PS Tavern watching NFL Sunday together. That's, that's wait, hold on, and that's this is perfect because it's a one and a four. one and a four. That works out, doesn't it? Yeah. Shout out PS Tavern. Shout out Scott. That's good. That makes me happy because I am I am undefeated. We are both undefeated, undefeated. Where, when we are together at PS Tavern. Yeah. And you know what's cool is the Packers play the Browns on Christmas Eve. And, like, obviously we won't be at PS Tavern that week. Yeah. And so that's, like, someone's got to someone's someone's win. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose there. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, I, like, do myself when I – I, like, superstition myself to the point where, like, I know my team's going to lose just because I have this negative self-talk. 
And so I'll like compile all the reasons why we're going to lose before we even play a snap in the football game. So last week when I was in the field, like all week long and it started getting close to Sunday and I'm seeing like all the like news come up that Deshaun Watson's not playing. It's going to be PJ Walker. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, Browns, Browns might win this game. Like no one thinks they'll win. So maybe that's why they'll win. And that like, that's, those are the thoughts that I'll have in my head during the week. Then I'm like, Nope, we're the Browns. We're the fucking Browns. Yeah. Keep those out. It is good when you play those games, when you know, no one wants you, no one, you have no business winning that football game. Yeah. Good to play those games in the NFL because sometimes. it's it it stems from like the life of me as a Browns fan. It's the the Rob Chudzinski, the Mike Pettin, the Pat Shermer days of them as head coaches, and I I had to sit there and and literally convince myself every week, hey, we might win this game, we 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 might win this game. So now I'm here with Kevin Stefanski, rolled through the Baker days, and I'm like, no. I'm not convincing yeah. myself. I'm not convincing myself. Shit. Well, rolling, rolling into the next game on the 1 p.m. slate. Bills at Patriots. Patriots at home. Eight and a half point dogs. Bills look like a team that are primed to have a, a corrective action game where they just get back on track. Um, even though they won, but they didn't they didn't like the way they played, I'm sure. Yeah, they didn't look good. Patriots looked the best I think they've looked all season though last week. So if we're going to that eight and a half point line is steep. So I'm staying away from it. Yeah. If that thing gets down to like six, I'd say like six, six points. I could, I could feel it out. I could do that, but eight and a half seems steep for me. Yeah. Eight and a half is a lot of points. And I think Bill Belichick will actually look at a spread for once in his life and be like, there ain't no fucking way I'm an eight and a half point dog at home. That's definitely how he talks too. <laughs> um, the, what do we got next game? Commanders at giants. In yeah. Commanders favorites. Two point favorites. Yep. Mm. I like that. I think that's very fair. Uh, two point favorites. Question for you, Terod Taylor. Keep keep playing Terod Taylor. If you're the Giants, absolutely not, because you paid Daniel Jones what forty million a year. Yeah. For, so he's making. I thought about that too. I'm like, oh, Caleb Williams. If the Giants did tank, just tank. Caleb, yeah. Caleb Williams has said one of the five teams you go to is the Giants. Yeah. But here's the thing with that. Giants have Daniel Jones. They got to get rid of. You know, I mean, they got to find somewhere for him to go. Yeah, they need to find a suitor. Where? What do you do with Daniel Jones? Do you think you got to eat that money? Does he go to the Titans? Does he? Do you trade him to the Titans? Do you trade him to? I don't think the the Titans. No one. I don't think. I don't think a trade is is possible with the the contract he's going to carry. Yeah, but I think if he plays a middling style football where he's good enough to be a starter and then have some flashy games and flashy plays. Like I like Daniel Jones skill set. I just don't think he has that gamer in him that you typically want in a player. That's going to just take over a football game. If I don't think if Brian, if like Brian Dable is a very well-respected Colt coach around the league, I don't think if he can't get 
Daniel Jones to perform at a high level. I don't think a lot of coaches around the NFL are going to, you know, take on the risk of bringing him in. I could see people asking, like bringing him in as a backup. But not for 40 million, but not for $40 million. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be a good game. I think that's one of the better matchups just because the giants, the giants could play, you know, that, they could show like their defense showed up against the Bills. Can the, their defense play another good game against the Commanders here and put Sam Howell in some situations that he makes a bad throw, like we saw in the Bears game? Like he's still a young quarterback. He'll make mistakes. It's yeah. good for the Giants to have Saquon Barkley back too, by the way. Yeah, I think I think the Giants can make this game very interesting. Commanders have a really good roster. I think the Giants shown that their defensive line and their defensive front seven is very good Mm. and they're sometimes flashy. They're not always the most consistent, but the talent wise they're there. And if the giants can just convert on third down and keep that offense in the field, that makes them very, we got to stop. Like they won 10 plus games last year. Yeah. I mean, and, and they won a playoff game. Yeah. So that's same, same roster. Yep. But you, you like their offense better on paper, but regardless. Um, Lions at Ravens, next game. This is – like, I don't want to – that's probably, like, the top three matchup of the week. I think – and this what do you, is so – last, last week, I think there was really – like, in, there were bad matchups, in my opinion. I yeah. thought matchups across the board. And they turned out – they turned out to be good games. Obviously, mm-hmm. that always happens. But – I remember talking last week and I'm like, week six does not have a ton of like good matchups. Week seven, I think opposite. I like a lot of the matchups that are on the slate. I have a lot of, um, there's a lot more interesting matchups. Like we'll get into one that I'm kind of got my eye on, but uh, Lions, what's the line here? Lions, three point underdogs. So the Ravens, Ravens are Ravens, three point favorites. Yep. So that's another one where it's like the Ravens have not played as well as their talent on their offense and like has alluded to how good they should be. And so the Ravens are kind of like underperforming, but they're winning football games. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the lions look like a team that just has, they're clicking. Yeah. There's, there's no, like there's no slowing them down, but that's always the NFL is every team when they get high and especially the lions, you never know how the lions are going to handle success. I think the lions are going to do very well. Yeah, I believe so too. It's can the Lions establish the run because they they have been very good at running the ball this year with David Montgomery and potentially Jameer Gibbs out. I like the game will lean more on Jared Goff. I mean, we've seen him kind of crumble in some moments. I don't I don't think we'll see that Jared Goff anymore. I think he's figured out the NFL. I think he's now a very seasoned veteran. Um I I I'm surprised to see it at 3. I would say more so I would understand it more like two and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. I understand why the Ravens are favored being home. I don't, I think the lions are going to have one of their, but we not, we can't not acknowledge that the lions crowd has followed them on road games. everywhere they're, They're like deeming themselves America's team now. Yeah, so I kind of hate that, but I won't 
like these it's it's hard it's hard to root against like these bad like these teams that have been bad for so long lions jets jaguars browns because they've been down for so long like i still as a packer fan i can't root for the lions but there's a little bit it's like oh i see a smile on your face when you talk about them sometimes yeah more than like the vikings yeah okay (laughs) um the next one we got Raiders at Bears. Bears, three-point underdogs at home in Chicago. Raiders trying to keep a win streak going, get to three straight wins. This could be a gross quarterback matchup. It could. I Tyson Badgett against Brian Hoyer. Never seen, I've never seen a quarterback more unaware of a pass rush in my life than Badgett fucking against minnesota that was terrible and it was just frustrating because i wanted the bears to win that to win game. yeah i had money on them on money line i that was one of my i couldn't do i didn't get my bets in in time for the ravens and titans game which i would have won money on so yeah. i had to pick another i wanted to pick another matchup to put money on so i was like i think the bears will win that game and i'll put money line to get more money and as soon as I saw Justin Fields out, I was like, fuck me. But mm. Badgett had so many opportunities. And every time he just fucking fumbled the ball away like Bryce Young. Um, oh. But yeah, so I think the Raiders, just great pass rush. Their defense, I like more than the Bears defense. And that's why I trust them more so than I trust the Bears. Season veteran, backup quarterback, Brian Hoyer. Rookie, D3 quarterback, backup quarterback in Tyson Badgett. Like, and better defense, Raiders. I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a 14-point fucking game. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, Falcons at Buccaneers. Buccaneers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. At yeah. Um, I, I I understand that one. Uh, you know, two teams that are very familiar with each other being in the same division. Buccaneers. I would say are if well they already beat the Saints. So the Buccaneers are probably the favorite to win the NFC South right now. But Falcons have shown promise and had moments and beaten some teams that they shouldn't like a lot of people probably wouldn't have picked them to win those games. Uh I I I really like the Bucks though. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a game where I just think the – I could see Baker Mayfield making a few mistakes against that talented secondary in Atlanta. So that's where I, I was picking at that line of the Buccaneers, and then I just – I think Atlanta could defensively keep themselves very much so in the game. Get good it's a road game, position. though, for Desmond Ritter. It's a road game. Hey, I mean, Desmond Ritter is not going to be the reason the Falcons win football games. A blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. Okay. I've never heard that one, but I, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm going to call Desmond Squirrel the blind. Or Desmond, Desmond, he he kind of the, looks like a squirrel, if we're being Desmond, honest. I'm going to call Desmond Ritter a blind squirrel for the rest of this fucking season. Um, and if they go to the playoffs with the blind squirrel, then fuck me. Oh I'll my god. Al no, like honestly such an idiot. <laughs> I hate the thought. I was in an Uber with a on the way to PS Tavern this Sunday. Um a diehard Cowboys fan, but he was like you. He's a very 
pessimistic first one I've ever met that's a pessimistic, humble Cowboys fan that was just complaining about all of their problems and was never he was just like, We don't have dogs, we don't have we're not like these teams. And he was like, We need to be more like the Niners. And he said the one fan base he fucking can't stand is the Falcons. And he fucking hates them. And I'm like, I agree. I also hate the Falcons fan base. But besides that, that's going to be a good matchup as well. Steelers at Rams, another good matchup in LA. Rams are three-point favorites. Part of me, I've actually gone back and forth on this one. I had one team and then I switched because I just get in this like tunnel where I think of how a game's going to go. And then I'm like, wait, let's get out of that tunnel. Let's be real. This is what's going to happen. But Steelers fans travel. The terrible towel will be in LA, one of the stadiums that never has fucking home fans. So it's a vacation destination for the Steelers. There's going to be fucking tons of them. That defense of the Steelers is no joke. That offense of the Rams is no joke. Sean McVay versus that defense. It's going to be a good game. Uh, this was the matchup I was hinting at earlier that I'm in very uh, like very interested in seeing how this goes down. Uh, because the Browns do play the Rams later in the season, but um, Steelers just had a bye. Should they have tweaked anything in their offense? Maybe we'll see some new stuff. Maybe Jalen Warren gets more carries than Najee Harris type deal. More targets to George Pickens. Deontay Johnson still on the IR. Like, is he ever going to come back? Because I think that Kenny Pickett would benefit from having, you know, Deontay Johnson's. I w- I don't know about his playmaking ability, but his reliability of just catching the football. Um, Rams, I think, have ramped it up the last couple weeks and have looked. I know they lost against the Eagles, but they did pr- look pretty good in that game. And then this past week playing the Cardinals, they looked very good. Um yeah, I'm interested to see how, how this, this game shakes out. And then we got Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks, eight-point favorites at home. Probably the the worst matchup, if I'm looking at just like on paper of the day. I just think this game is kind of Seahawks. I'm fond of the Seahawks as far as how good they are. I think the, the Cardinals are kind of – they're flat. They've kind of ran out of that fighting mojo. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they haven't, but from the last couple of weeks, that Cinderella of them playing really close games. Seahawks at home, just a different style of football. Kenneth Walker looks really good. They have DK. They have Tyler Lockett. Jackson don't know Smith. if don't know if they'll have DK. DK got hurt in that Bengals game and is questionable for this game. They don't even need him. They don't even need him. I mean. I would say simplify the play calling for Geno Smith and make it easier on him and have the defense make some plays. I think I think this might be the turning point for the Cardinals season. This blowout win they had this blowout uh loss they just had to the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys, the fucking Rams. I think this might be the this the wheels might start coming off, which will suck for the Arizona Cardinals uh fans. But if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, you got to start rooting against the Houston Texans because you own their first overall pick this next year. They own. They own the Texans pick. Oh wow! Yeah, for the for the Will Anderson uh, trade. Yeah, that sucks for them. 
Yeah. But anyways, Packers at Broncos, another 4 p.m. game. Broncos are one-point underdogs at home. Was one and a half earlier today. So now it's only a one-point favorite for the Packers. Packers are coming off the bye. Broncos are coming off a Thursday night football, a mini bye. So both teams well rested. I don't know. Like I stay away from this game because Packers are going to play every team close. In my in my mind, we are never going to have another game like the Bears where we just win by 21 points. It's going to be victories are going to be by skin of our teeth, kind of like the Saints game. And then we're going to have losses that are just gut-wrenching and ruin my day ruined my week that was miserable for four days after that game against oakland or fuck me against vegas vegas yeah um i mean you had your bye week you should be healthy right we're not great after bye weeks with matt lafleur though that's not that was a mccarthy thing where we were good after bye weeks we have been very the last two years not good after the bye so yeah, but you you went into the bye with a lot of injuries. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, still hemmed up with a hamstring. I mean, you're not getting Bakhtiari back, but even like your defense was a little banged up. Like those guys returning, our fucking guys. If they get a mosquito bite, they're going to be questionable for the weekly practice report. If they get two mosquito bites, they're out for the fucking two doubtful. Weeks. Doubtful, and then out, and then. They're going to be questionable and probable. And then right before kickoff game time and then ruled out. I don't know what the fuck I've already fucked up my fantasy lineup twice with Aaron Jones being, oh God being out. And I thought he was playing and like dumb. That was stupid of me. But regardless, I, if we don't get the juice going this week, it's over. Like our yeah. season is going to be a, and I don't mean to be like, like I'm still going to enjoy competitive football. The Packers are going to play good football games, but our playoff contention is over if we don't win this football game. Yeah, I I can see that. Uh, and then rumors swirling around the NFL that uh, Sean Payton mm-hmm. wants to do a fire sale of the Broncos, uh, good players, and then Rex Ryan is rumored to be taking over the defensive coordinator job of the Broncos, which is so weird to me. Uh, Rex Ryan has been out of the game for a while uh, and has a foot fetish, huh? Uh, is that like official? Yeah, I I've seen rumors on 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 the internet about him me uh having interest there, and then them reaching out to him, seeing if he would like to take the defensive coordinator job over. And the Broncos defense, who has been very bad this season, could probably use a shakeup. Um, I guess if you're a Broncos fan, I think you want a fire sale right now. You want to sell off, you know, your good pieces, your Garrett Bowles, your Jerry Judy, Corland Sutton, Justin Simmons, those type players. I've heard that the only guy that's untouchable is Patrick Sertan. Yeah, I would hope he's on the themes untouchable list for them, but that helps the Packers chances that there's turmoil going on, but that's also what brings the team together too. It's just, I don't know, man, there's the turmoil is started. Sean Payton clearly does not like Russell Wilson. We'll we'll see. It's going to be, 
Just get, I'll tell you right now, the Packers Broncos game will be close, just like Vegas says. Okay. One point game. I think this game is going to be very close. The the point total is forty five. What would you if you if I know you hate betting on the Packers, but the point total forty five over under. under under for sure mm. for sure mm. for sure under that Broncos defense. I'm Jordan Love's going to throw two interceptions, unfortunately, but. See, so you're turning into me. You're now a pessimistic Packers fan. No, I'm a cautious Packers fan. I love Jordan Love. I really do. I'm not just convinced. Everyone thinks like I'm convincing myself to love Jordan Love. I actually really am a fan of him. But we'll get in the next game. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs five point five and a half, five and a half point favorites. At home against Justin Herbert. Chargers, Chiefs always play good close games. Kind of an interesting five and a half point spread. You'd think the Chargers would, you know, maybe four, three and a half. Yeah, and the Chiefs offense hasn't looked great, and Chargers defense maybe is coming around. They just, uh, I think they just had a bye too, week five. Um, yeah, I don't remember them playing anybody. Um, yeah, no, interesting five and a half points because, like you said, they do always play each other tough. It's usually always just a one score game. So I guess they're just banking on it being more than a field goal. Um, yeah. Another good game slate. Yeah. And we have a lot of divisional matchups this, this, this week. We've got obviously what we're talking about Chargers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Seahawks is a divisional matchup. Uh, Bills, Patriots is a divisional matchup. Falcons, Bucks, Commanders, Giants. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. And then, yeah, so I, that's going to be a shootout, in my opinion. I think yeah. that game's going to be. But going in after this that. Sunday night. Game, Sunday night football, this is, my, this is my game of the week. I can't wait for this one. The Dolphins at Philadelphia. Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites. And this is just one of those heat check games for the Dolphins again. They're just like the Bills game. They're going in, f- flaming, like what's going to happen. Eagles are, they're not, you know what I mean? It's like they're superhero that doesn't have their powers all the way back. You know, they're still trying to get to full strength. And part of me just thinks the Philly grit is going to take over this game against the Dolphins. And who do I trust, Jalen Hurts or Tua? And the butt, the tush push and all these, I just think they're, the Eagles are going to come in with a great game plan to, to get 40 minutes on time of possession and keep that offense off the field. And that's my tunnel vision that I go through where I think about how the game's going to go. And that's my, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Eagles front seven uh, is a little banged up. You know, Jalen Carter didn't play last week against the jets. Um, And then Lane Johnson, as I mentioned earlier, went down in in that game. I, I think that in my mind, I'm just like Eagles are like, really good and the dolphins like i still have questions against when they go against really good opponents um especially them traveling to philly you know everybody knows the link is gonna get up and it's sunday night football um dude i really like the eagles in this game for some reason yeah those are one of my picks I already had my picks before the episode started. Yeah, I've been doing it as we go. The final game, 49ers at Vikings. Another game, Vikings are at home. 
seven point underdogs. I like, I haven't picked them this game, but I think the Vikings can kind of, they're a sneaky good team. They are. Yeah, I just don't. Because I think the Niners are going to come back mad and they're injured and they're banged up, but they're, they're still even a little bit banged up. They're still phenomenal as a yeah. football team. Agreed. Um, but. I just don't think that the Vikings without Justin Jefferson as are as competitive as everybody thinks. Yeah. And he's so going to be, he's not going to be playing. So that concludes third down or second down. Sorry. Second down. Third down lock and upset. I'm five and one on locks after the Dolphins beating the Panthers. And I am now two and four on upsets after the Colts lost to the Jacks from the Jaguars. You are three and three with locks after the Chiefs won against the Broncos. Broncos. And now you are five and one on upsets after the Commanders just won against the Falcons. Yeah. So good, good upset guy. I already um, have a feeling what you're upset. It. I feel like I already feel like what I have I have a feeling of what your lock and your upset are. I don't know what my upset yet. I don't have my upset pick yet, but I do have my lock. My lock is the Seahawks. But your Seahawks. lock is the Seahawks. Lock Cole in for the Seahawks to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. It was almost, and it was my second lock. I didn't like a lot of these matchups. I don't like the Bills as a lock either, the way they played this past Sunday. I had the Browns as my other team that I was debating with a lock. And part of me just thinks in Indianapolis, they could get crazy and who knows. But Lock of the week. Dude, I, I kind of want to go with that one. But I, I it's going to be my pick six, so I might lose two games. Um, ah, fuck. I don't know. Fuck it. I'll just go with that. Lock of the week, 49ers against the Vikings. Okay, that's a good one. I'll I'll do that. I, I really agree with you. 49ers are going to be pissed off. I don't think the Vikings defense is that great. Um, they've scored two defensive touchdowns in their last two games, and that's kind of been the difference in their games. So... Oh my god! I, the the line to Chargers Chiefs just changed live for me while I'm looking at it. What does it go to? It's it's locked out. Let me just refresh. But that 100 that means it changed. It's now six. Sheesh. Yeah, I got a uh, upset. I have the Jags. I'm gonna go Jags plus three. That's your upset. Interesting. You thought I was going to go Packers? No. It's going to be my upset now that you didn't take it. Lions. Oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. I just didn't even see that one. I'll give it to you. That's so our lock this week. Cole's got Seahawks. I've got the Niners. Upset. Colts got the Jags over the Saints. I got the Lions over the Ravens. I think that's going to be a really good game, too. So I could be completely wrong. And we go to fourth down, best, best and sneakiest matchups. My best matchup, Dolphins-Eagles. We already talked about it. Sneakiest, I got Falcons at Bucks. 
think that's going to be a a game where it might be a little low scoring, a lot of defense, but it's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter, and it's going to have a lot of implications for the NFC. Yeah, and uh, playoff because you know just those two teams being in the same division. I think best matchup this week. Um, I'll take. Uh, just to be different from you, and I, then I want to recap our ones from last week. Uh, I think the best matchup is Lions Ravens. Interesting battle, you know. Honestly, two teams that I don't ever see playing each other. Like, when's the last time the Ravens played the Lions? Be honest. I mean, obviously, it's like four years ago, but like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think you know, John Harbaugh is a very good coach. We'll get his guys ready. Dan Campbell is kind of proving himself to be that way. I like the Lions offense. It's interesting to me with how like their running backs are getting banged up, like how it's going to fall more on Jared Goff. Could this be like a breakout game for Jared Goff? And like he really hones in like himself against the the Ravens or can Lamar Jackson put it together in the red zone and we put up a question mark? Um, dude, now I, now I just convinced myself I shouldn't take the Lions as my upset. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh sneaky matchup. I'm gonna do Steelers Rams. I think that's another one where don't see these two teams play a lot. Um I think that the Steelers are coming off a bye week. Maybe you'll see some changes to their offense, a little uh like a m- little different wrinkles. Maybe you'll see a little bit more Jalen Warren. I'm a Jalen Warren guy. I hate the Steelers, but I like seeing I like Jalen Warren. I think he's I don't know if he's better than Najee Harris, but every time I see him get the ball, it seems like he accumulates more yards or is harder to tackle than Najee Harris. I don't know. Um, I think that matchup has like a lot of going on it. Two teams that are like middle tier that, you know, have two solid defenses. I think Steelers defense is a little bit better than the Rams defense, but the Rams offense is definitely better than the Steelers offense. Um, I think that'll be an interesting one to to for it to unfold, especially being a four o'clock game. So then we have our last best matchup. Mine was the Seahawks Bengals. Okay, that was an okay game, kind of an ugly game, but it was close. It came down in the last series. Sneakiest matchup: Commanders Falcons. Not really. Yeah, Commanders really definitely well. had that game in hand. Again, it had implications, so that's yep. why I think it, it mattered, but still. And then yours, you had the Cowboys Chargers. Which is still yet to be determined. Maybe this might be a blowout. Sneakiest Vikings Bears turned out to be like a, a good game, but just like you would it would have been a lot more interesting with Justin Fields in it. With Justin sure. Fields in, yeah. Um Yeah, and then I yeah, obviously I didn't I didn't pick it thinking that Justin Fields would get hurt, but I think it's time, Cole, for everybody's favorite. Six. Pick six. All right, you go one, I'll go one. Yep. So last week, Cole already covered it. I went five and one. Pretty good. Pretty good. And Cole is three and two. And he can go four and two or three and three. Yeah, and if he goes he goes three and three, we're all tied up. Record books, throw them out. It's zero zero score. So uh, I'm 22 and 13. You're 22 and 14 on the season. Go ahead, first pick. Oh, you want me to start this week? Yeah. All right. I went back and forth with my picks, but I think I like the Commanders. I like the Commanders even being favored by one. I think the Commanders is. I think they might be putting something together. They're two. They're two 
Uh, oh, yeah, that is a two. Sorry. All right. Yeah, I'll take the Commanders plus two. I mean, uh, minus two. I got the Saints minus three. Saints minus three. Yeah, interesting one. If uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, uh, I'll be wow. That could be that could be bad. Um, next one, I'll take Lions plus three. Lions plus three. I also have Lions plus three. All righty, Lions plus three. Lions plus three. Uh, my next one, I'll take the Raiders minus three. Ugly game. Brian Hoyer, Tyson Badgett, maybe. Uh, th- I if if. If Justin Fields plays, I feel like I might, I might, I might change that. Let me let me check on Justin Fields' status. Let me let me. Real I also quick. have I also have the Raiders minus three. Whether or not Justin Fields plays, Raiders minus three for both. I was not thinking you would take that. Don't fucking try to go against me. I I don't like to go against you. I just like to pick different games. Uh, I don't remember who has him. He's doubtful. Doubtful for week seven. Dislocate, dislocated right thumb. Uh, I don't think he'll play. So I'll, I'm still going to take the Raiders. You take the Raiders. That's three picks each. My next pick. Ooh, I don't like that one anymore. But I do like to have two underdogs. So I'll eliminate that one and I'll change it to Rams minus three. I also have the Rams minus three. God damn it. <laughs> I think that's going to be our last ones that we have at the same now. <laughs> All right. So that's four picks each. Um, my next one, I'm going to do it to you. Packers minus one. Packers plus. Yeah. Packers minus one. I think the Packers might put it together. I, 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 I don't know. I just think th- I think they might get healthy, and you the might PS see Tavern, the PS Tavern appearance. Yeah, let me get some Jello shots. Keep it going. We start singing that song. <laughs> okay. All Browns they- fans that know me just know that when the Packers play, and I'm at PS Tavern, as long as they're not the Browns aren't playing the Packers, I am a full blown Packers fan. Like I just want Jello shots for free. I don't care. And cheap beer for raffle tickets. And raffle tickets, dude. When I went there alone, like not alone, but I went there without you, I was drinking purposely, trying to get raffle tickets to win the jersey, so I could be like, "Hey, man, this is what I got you." (laughs) The uh, okay, yeah. So my, what is this? My fourth, fifth. Yeah, no, it's our fifth pick. I have the Browns minus two. Oh, you fucking dick! That was my uh, that was my lock game that i went away from just from the kind of eeriness but yeah and then Mila. so are we gonna take is is the charters chiefs now six or are we gonna stick at minus five and a half or five, and a half? five, and, a half. five okay. and a half i'm still gonna take the chargers with the points and like this that. this entirely could change if like something crazy happens in this fucking game I have the Eagles minus one and a half. That was the other one I was thinking about doing. And then I also, I liked the Bucks minus two and a half, but I changed from, I changed from Bucks minus two and a half to now Chargers plus five and a half. Um, And I really like the Eagles at one and a half. Um, 
So to recap, you have the Commanders minus two, the Lions plus three, the Raiders minus three, the Rams minus three, the Packers minus one, and the Chargers plus five and a half. I have the Saints minus three, the Browns minus two, the Lions plus three, the Raiders minus three, the Eagles minus one and a half, and the Rams minus three. Yep, that's our pick six of the week. Um, a lot riding on this Monday night game that's coming up right now uh, w- with our standings. We still have yet to decide a punishment, my friend. Um, I think by week eight or nine, we'll we'll announce it. Wow. Um, on to our final segment, the one that we introduced last week. Who's got the juice? Um, so last week I said Brock Purdy had the juice, and that did not go into the game on Sunday. Totally lost his juice. Uh, got deflated. Juice ran out. Had to go to Terrible the got to go to the store, get a refill for this Vikings game. Who was your pick for who's got the G's? David Montgomery, who also got injured and had less than like twenty yards. Literally, oh my gosh. So it, like maybe this maybe this segment will become a curse. But my my who's got the juice uh, is Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. My uh, Tyreek Hill is averaging like 136 yards per game right now. Insane numbers. He's on pace for like 2,300 yards this season. That will uh, like literally shatter Calvin Johnson's 1,964 yard season, which is crazy that he did that in 16 games. Now we have the 17th game, yada, yada, yada. But still, 2,300 yards would be insane. Tyreek Hill's got the juice. Uh consistently bringing it every week yeah i'm gonna go i agree with you on that one that's a good offensive pick i'm gonna bring the first defensive player and max crosby is my who's got the juice basically won the football game for the packer or for the raiders against the packers and then basically won the football game for them against the patriots with that safety just completely dominated against the run and won my pick of raiders minus three because of that safety yeah. To cover the spread. Yeah, same. Same with both of us. Yeah. Uh, he's ultimately, I would say, the best player on that team. And I'm, I would say that with – and Devontae Adams doesn't get utilized. But with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, like there's stars on that team. And I'll pick him as the best guy. And he's got the juice. I like that pick a lot too, Max Crosby. I was literally thinking in my head today, if like I really want the Raiders to just suck, and I want the Browns to trade like two first round draft picks for Max Crosby, and then I can watch Max Crosby and Miles Garrett for the rest of my life. I don't plan on I don't plan on living a long life if no one knows that. Huh? <laughs> All right, that concludes Eminem going deep. Uh, any any final points? Any touch touchings that we want to? Anything we want to touch upon? Go Chargers. Go Chargers. Yeah. Bring the fucking juice, Justin Herbert. Uh, Like I said, that concludes another episode of Eminem going deep. Week seven. We'll catch you next week, next Wednesday. Eminem going deep. Week eight. See y'all later. Go Browns.